Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigerman, and my co-host, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Victor Martinez, six months inside the Ronnie Coleman Classic, extra pro cards at Nationals, I want to work a booth, or you want to work a booth, Rob Kennedy sick, Masters Olympia, and much, much more this week on Access Bodybuilding. See, Christina, I got such good response from people about the contract talk we had last week about, you know, how to get yeah. a contract. I got a few people, you know, saying that they love that. So I thought, what would, what other kind of questions do I get a lot? People will ask me, I want to work a booth. Like, how, how do I get to work a booth? Which, um, you know, uh, that sometimes is not as glamorous as people think. But <laughs> it's actually hard work. <laughs> yeah, it's actually hard work. But I get that a lot, especially from girls for, sure. for some reason. Um, and I guess, you know, if people want to go to a show and they don't have a, uh, and they don't have a contract yet, um, the easiest way to go to a show, you know, obviously you don't have to pay to go to the Olympia or the Arnold or whatever show if you're working a booth. So in, in, in essence, if you want to get there, because part of you know getting a contract is being at shows, this is a good way to do it. Absolutely. Um, so we'll go back to that in a minute, but we'll start first uh, with number one, Victor Martinez, six months inside. Um, as of uh, a few days ago, Victor Martinez hit his six month, uh, I, you know, it's a, I want to say anniversary or whatever, but I think, I feel like anniversary is usually a good thing. So it's like six months I don't know, half a year time limit or something. It's pretty. I can't, uh, I can't believe it's been that long. I know, I know. It seems like we just talked about it uh, not that long ago. But if you yeah. if you look back, yeah, it's been uh, it has been six months, and that is an, uh, just an astounding amount of time. Uh, if you think about it, you know, I told if people read back the original gossip columns I wrote about Victor, you'll remember that where he's staying in Kearney, New Jersey, is not the nicest place. Um, it's a very small jail cells. Uh, there's not, uh, you know, he doesn't have access to like gym equipment or a lot of the things that uh, federal other federal prisons. have. Have. You know, I've, I've, uh, I guess, been unfortunate enough to visit friends in federal prisons before, and a lot of them are, are not that bad. But the one that he's in, which is a, actually a federal holding facility, an ICE facility, is supposed to be one of the worst ones out there. Uh, it's tough, yeah. yeah. As far as like food and the type of people in there and the accommodations in general are, are supposed to be pretty poor. So six months is like that's almost mind-boggling amount of time for something that, as far as we know, I mean, we know he hasn't been convicted of anything. We don't really know uh, what he's there for necessarily. We have uh, some, we, you know, obviously I've heard it all now. I've heard so many rumors now, but um, it's, it's just a tremendous. I mean, can you imagine? You know, it's one of those things. I have a friend kind of as a side note, side note who four and about four years ago was, um, you know, uh, I don't, he wasn't convicted, but he, he was arrested for potentially being part of, you know, this, this crime. They're potentially going to um, convict him with like first degree murder almost. And, but there, there's, there's no, there's no proof of anything. And the guy literally is this, this Wednesday, four years later, uh, finally getting a trial. He hasn't ever been in court never had a trial so this is it's sad to say but it's so common that that to actually like get a trial and get in front of a jury and actually get things going it could take a very very long time even if uh the the charges are not so big or actually pretty small which i recently found out you know something like this is actually kind of common that it's going to take so long it's really sad um, when you think about jail overcrowding and you know how much people complain about that and how much taxpayers are paying for that um but just with the way the system works i guess it's 
pretty typical that actually this type of stuff um, does drag out a lot longer than people well, can expect. The thing about it is that the difference between what you're talking about and what's going on with him is that's a state crime. And um, I, like, I don't know much about that. But what I do know a pretty good amount now is about immigration law. And technically, Victor is not supposed to be there that this long. You know, 90 days is the limit before you have to charge somebody. I mean, that's what the law says. So it's like, I don't know what's going on with Victor. But he's not he is in a different situation than your buddy, for sure, because of the... Uh, te- I mean, we don't even know what happened with Victor. He hasn't been charged with anything, whereas your friend, you know, whether it's, you know, obviously wrongly charged, or we, I would assume, hopefully he didn't kill anybody. Um, Victor hasn't been charged with anything. You know, he, he hasn't even, and there's nothing going on. He's just being held. But I find it, I, I don't know if, if you know the numbers, but how many people are being held on immigration charges or potential charges? I'm going to assume Millions, it's, it's quite a few, which means it's not going to be no 90 days until they come out. Based on how many people are probably in some sort of trouble for that. I mean, think about all the people that are, you know, uh, risking or I don't know, there's they a risk of them being deported. Them. Yeah, they usually just they just deport them, uh, which is pretty typical. But if you did something wrong, they're going to send you to this sort of facility or send you to this sort of, you know, case. Um, even with that, it's not going to be, you know, 90 days. That I think they have to say that. Um, but as you know, when it comes to trials and, and lawyers and prosecutors and defense, I mean, they can, you know, keep asking for extensions, 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 and they're going to keep getting awarded. Supposedly, the end of this thing uh, is coming near that, the, you know, we keep hearing that. But supposedly his last trial date is somewhere around the 15th or 16th of April. And then one way or another, we're supposed to know something. But, uh, you know, we've heard that before. So I don't know if this will get pushed again or what. But uh, six months is just I mean, I can only imagine, you know, obviously as a pro bodybuilder, or a pro athlete, you know, he is um, probably, you know, I can imagine. You know how it is, being completely honest, you know, the guys, as a pro bodybuilder, there's certain drugs you have to take, you know, to, to to achieve the level of muscularity and condition. He died for a bodybuilding show. So I'm sure he's been depressed. You know, he's lost a ton of weight. It's probably in a not great frame of mind. So I hope that for Victor, I hope that one way or another, this ends very soon. Even if it ends poorly for him, I can only imagine that being there with that much uncertainty has to be really tough. Oh, of course. I mean, as everybody knows, your whole body responds poorly when you have extra stress and strain on your mind and, and, and you're going through these kind of emotional situations. You know, you can't go through something like that, especially when you're dieting, because it's going to stop your body from responding. Um, so I can only imagine constantly going through that type of uh, process in your mind, uncertainty, fear possibly on what could happen on top of having to go completely clean and all natural and watching your body change day by day where you're not as you know big as you once were however the quicker he gets out if he's able to jump on everything all over again it's probably going to respond pretty damn quick and uh pretty 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 well i think once he puts some real food and uh, other stuff, you know, back into a system, you know? Yeah. It sucks for Victor's kids, too. You know, he's, Victor's a family man now. He's got, a, I think, four kids, three or four kids. So it's got to be tough for everybody. This weekend, on a positive note, the Ronnie Coleman Classic uh, blew. I mean, I've been to this show every year for quite a while now. This is the first Ronnie I've missed in a long time. But the Ronnie Coleman is a national qualifier. Obviously, everybody knows it's not a national-level show. Nobody's turning pro there or anything. This year, they had... 500 competitors including crossovers and at the night show they had 4,500 tickets sold wow that's a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) so I I was just like when I heard these numbers um 
I was just blown away. I mean, I've no, I know that they've had big shows. I think that they, that Brian, Brian Dobson, no, who uh, got Ronnie Coleman into bodybuilding, who owns Metroflex, um, is the promoter of this show. And uh, Ronnie, I don't know what Ronnie's financial stake in it is, but Ronnie is not the promoter of the show. Actually, most years, Ronnie is not even at the Ronnie Coleman Classic. He was this year. Uh, but I think of the all the years I've been, only... Uh, only once or twice was Ronnie actually at the show, so I'm sure he gets like a, a flat fee. But it's not um, it's not like the Branch Warren show where I, Branch is more involved. Although Brian is the promoter for that one as well. Um, this show had to make a lot of money. A I was going to say Br- Brian's probably rolling in some cash right now. Well, the, not only that, that's, Christina. That's great. Yeah, they, there is the um, they have a powerlifting event there now. They have a strongman event. They sell many many booths. Um, I would say. If I had to guess, there's probably 40 uh, booths sold to this thing, which is a nice, nice. little yeah. nice little amount of booths. You know, saying they're getting uh, $500 a booth, that's $20,000 in booths. You have 500 uh, competitors. Let's say it's $75 to get into the show. It's 150 if you're late. Let's say these guys on average are paying $100. So you're looking at $50,000 there. Uh, so now we're at $70,000. Um you sell forty five hundred tickets. Let's say, let's say you sell five thousand because we'll we'll just factor in the other five hundred will be for the prejudging tickets, which was extremely busy. I hear. So that's five thousand at uh, thirty dollars each. That's one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So Crazy. now we're at two hundred thirty thousand dollars. Now the place that Brian holds it is like a. Um, it's almost like a big. Um, practice football field type thing without the football the actual like uh, astroturf like they pull it up um, so it's, so it's like, like, a, like an arena no 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 it's like a practice field like a covered practice field okay there's no seats or anything in there they bring in bleachers oh, okay. they bring nice. in bleachers and it's probably like two football fields put together that they do the whole thing in I can only imagine it's not like in the middle of Houston or in the middle I mean, of Dallas in this case it's kind of off the off skirts he probably pays $5,000 for this thing um, to rent it um and then the other expenses of the judges and all that stuff. I would say it's safe to say that Brian probably walks away with $200,000 or around there in profit for one show. Yeah, I know that a lot of times for, you know, kind of smaller state shows or smaller local shows, I mean, you can usually, you know, for a, I don't know, I guess I want to say middle of the range national qualifier, not real big, but not, you know, 10 competitors. Um, I mean, usually like 30,000, 30,000, 30,000 a show is usually, you know, a, a decent okay you know state level shows so I mean something like that is huge huge yeah. when when your output and I'm sure he's smart enough because he's been doing this long enough when you're when your output is um, so conservative you know and, and you've got just one spot like that then you can you know pay next to nothing for it that's where your biggest expense is going to be is the venue Um, the judges yes but not in the big scheme of things that's just a few bucks compared to all the 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 money that you're getting in so trophies yeah yeah of course you know the MC and the guest poser you know that's a few thousand dollars there Um, but in the long run I mean if if you're uh, selling that many tickets alone I mean that that's huge that's huge because you usually the 
promoters are banking on the entry fees because that's where you know, you've got all these people paying, um, you know, either on time or late. But my God, to have that many tickets sold. I'm not sure that the Ronnie, that the Arnold sells many more night show tickets than 4,500. Obviously, they're more expensive, but I can't imagine. I, I think that maybe they spell, sell maybe a thousand or two thousand more, but they're not. Uh, I mean, the the Olympia is not even selling. I think they're selling around ten thousand tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not even that. So it's pretty. It's pretty freaking unbelievable. And that's I, one of the big reasons the show is so successful is because Brian has built this up um, over many years. And um, now, like you said, it's like this show is a destination show. Everybody in Texas wants to compete in their Ronnie, and anybody who's not competing wants to go. If you're involved in bodybuilding uh, and you're anywhere near the Dallas Fort Worth area, you go to the Ronnie because it's an event. And um, nobody thinks about like my mom and dad went and um, uh, the year year before last or something, and and they're like, um, or they went to the branch, and my mom and dad are like. Why are so many people here? This the, the there's the stage lighting is not great. There's uncomfortable <laughs> uncomfortable seats. You know, like they're like, and I was like, mom, dad, nobody cares about that. I mean, yeah, it would be great for him to invest in you know this fancy venue and all this other stuff, but it's not necessary, and nobody expects that. So he's really done a great job, you know. Well, and if you're gonna make it like an expo like that and have so many right. vendors, people will flock for free crap like sure. nobody's business. Yeah. So that alone, when you make it something, and look how big the Europa's are and I know there's a lot more going on obviously at the Europa but it's even if you're not involved in any sort of sport you're going to go if you you know have a gym membership you're going to go just to maybe see some people compete but also walk away with a lot of free stuff so that's definitely where uh, a big draw is when you make it an event and not just a bodybuilding show where family and friends are going to come, you know? Yeah, and if you ever want to see, if you guys, if anybody out there is listening to this and hasn't been out to the Ronnie and you're in driving distance, next year it's worth going because you will see some of the best amateur bodybuilders that are not, that have either not been to nationals yet or need to requalify that you, than you will any place else. I mean, Texas, I don't know if it's always been this way, you know, um, you know, I remember, you know, obviously Southern California was always the mecca for bodybuilding and Florida was big, but you go to the Ronnie and when you see it, like 10, 15 guys in the super heavyweight class, you know, uh, over a hundred bodybuilders in the show, you know, that this is, this is a great, they develop amazing talent there. And if you look at the guy who won the overall show, uh, Kevin, um, he actually listens to all the shows too. Real nice guy. Kevin Ordom, I think is his name. Uh, black dude. Great potential, amazing physique. Uh, the super heavyweight winner, uh, Harold Bright, was actually trained by PJ Braun. These are two guys that have like serious potential, and we see a lot of guys that come out of Texas that do, obviously, uh, that have won this show before. And, and um, so, anyway, uh, moving on to the next thing, Christina. This is big news, um, big uh, kind of game changer for a lot of the uh, guys competing at, at nationals. They decided to add an additional pro card to every class at nationals. Nationals. And men and men and women, every single division, yep. every single class. No, no, only men. Okay, uh, only the men's bodybuilding. I don't know, maybe women's bodybuilding too. I th- I'm pretty sure only men's bodybuilding. Um, um, everyone else, you know, as you know, at nationals, all the girls they're giving away plenty of pro cards for women's physique, men's physique, figure, bikini, all this stuff. They're already giving away a lot uh, for men. Um, every division, every uh, weight division, already gets a pro card. They're giving an extra pro card to every division. Um, just at nationals right now, which will now put nationals back as the premier show because USA is they've been adding more and more pro cards, uh, and now it's basically you know even between uh, USA's and nationals. So this puts nationals back uh, 
at the head of that of that race, and that will be in Atlanta this year. I want uh, before I get into my opinions, and we actually have uh, Keith Williams. I got an interview with Keith Williams, who, in case people don't know, has been second place at national level shows six times. And uh, if this rule were in effect, he would have got a pro card a few years ago. So I have a little interview with him, a few minutes. I think it's like a ten minute interview. But before I give my opinion, and before we play the Keith Williams thing, give me your gut impressions of this. Like, um, you know, not don't think about it too hard. Just tell me what you think. Good thing, bad thing, and why? Well, when I when I first heard about it, um, I didn't know if it was just men, if it was women. I, I didn't know any of that. So I was assuming at one point it was for both men and women's bodybuilding, which if they're adding that for women's bodybuilding, I think it's great um, because I think it, it'll, and I don't know, maybe make the women a little happier even with the introduction of a women's physique. They don't, maybe they don't feel like that they're uh, being kind of thrown to the wayside. Um, however, if it's just men, my, my first instinct was almost like, well, I don't really know how I feel about this. I didn't know if it was, I didn't really think it was a great idea. Um, I would have liked, personally, I would have liked to have seen maybe a, a, those, you know, extra what is it? Five, six pro cards. Six pro um, cards, yeah. six pro cards, kind of distributed at some other shows. You know, like maybe overall at junior nationals, yeah, or one or two at junior nationals, and then maybe a few more at USA's, something like that. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea. I wasn't thinking, oh, this is so stupid, because um, I think it gives a lot more people a little bit more motivation to do well and actually come in shape um, and continue to come to nationals, not just let it be a one-time thing. They place like fourth. They're like, well, it's going to take forever for me to finally get that pro card in first place. At least it's given them an extra spot. Um, but however, at the same time, I would have liked to also have seen instead um, kind of those extra six pro cards dispersed throughout the year um, to give, you know, more, a more diverse chance to people, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, First of all, I want to say I agree with you. That would be really cool if they would give a pro card to the overall winner, just the overall winner at Nationals and Junior Na- junior USA's. That would have been really cool. I would have been all for that. Um, just to be totally clear, yes, it is just for the men's bodybuilding that will be okay. eligible for two pro cards per class. Women's bodybuilding already gets one card per class. Right. Um, and then uh, the, all the figure girls, I think they uh, each of the six ones get it, and then bikini uh, also six, and then two in each height class for the men's and women's physique, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that my, my giving you my opinion, my first gut reaction was I didn't like it, and uh, you know I've thought about it since then, and I've I've heard you know the, the rationale from a lot of the uh, the higher ups and the powers that be and stuff, and like I get it a little bit now. I understand that they're saying what their justification is for the promoters. You know, there's a lot of new men's pro shows out there now, right? And uh, this year there's more men's open pro shows than ever before. You know, there were a lot at one point uh, with all the Grand Prix, the Russian Grand. Prix, all these Grand Prix, but those were all really the same guys doing all those shows because nobody was like flying in just for the Russian Grand Prix. Sure, you know I mean, so it was a, it was the same group of guys. So now you got more shows than ever, and uh, a lot of the pro guys that are out there right now are getting kind of older. You know, if you think about it, who's forty plus? Almost, almost all the top guys are. Look, look at the Masters uh, show that was at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you have a lot of guys that are over yeah. forty now. Yeah, and a lot of guys that, that that didn't even do that that could have. You know, so there are a lot of Masters um, guys that are getting older up there in age and the new talent although we have had some big names you know the Cedric McMillan's the Steve Kuklo you know Jason uh, you know there's been a lot of good guys coming in but not at the amount that looks like that are going out and not to fill up all the pro shows so we're getting I guess they're, they're worried or they're concerned that the 
the, the, the talent is getting too thin uh, for the amount of shows that are coming out there. And I guess I get that. But my first gut instinct is like, um, you know, being second place. I don't know if that like I don't know if that like jives. It goes with like getting IFE pro card, which for for men's bodybuilding is such a big deal. It's like you know, people, you know, a lot of guys dream to get an IFE pro card. So I don't know, like to get second place and not even to compete and the overall and then walk away with a pro card just seems like not right necessarily. It also seems like you know. For years, it's worked fine. If you don't make it, you go to the next show or you come back next year better or whatever, and the top guy who just won his pro card is gone, so now you're next in line. It just seems like if you're not good enough to get it, then maybe you don't. You shouldn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that definitely does make sense. I think it's a little harder to swallow now with the qualification changes for the Olympia, yeah. um, that it is twice as hard, three times as hard to get that qualification, and now you are adding... You know, another six guys per added year. to per added year. a year to that pool of uh, competitors, which, which of course is again going to make it that much harder. Um, with you saying, you know, you you've got these guys that are going to, you know, maybe want to come back the next year to make improvements. I don't know if. Even if these younger guys, assuming that they're younger, and that's kind of what we were talking about, um, just like with Mike, you know, he turned pro in 08, but he didn't compete until 2010. Um, even the guys that are still, you know, turning pro earlier in their years, they they may still take a little bit of time before they hit a pro stage because they know they're going to have to compete with the big boys now. Um, and these guys have been competing for years, and some of them are like twice their age. And I, I so I don't know if this will necessarily um, add a bunch more uh, male competitors to the pro circuit just yet. Um, I think it may be like a year or two of this going on um, before all of these guys really start competing as pros. That might be that um, might be exactly what they want because in a few years, yeah. be, a lot of people will be dropping off. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So that I, I do totally understand. I don't think it's going to happen right away. Um, I mean, even look at women's physique. The first show, I mean, there were a lot more women's physique pros out there and there wasn't a, there was like 11 or 10, 10 or 11 girls at the very first show. And we were all thinking there was going to be so much more. Well, there's right. a lot of people that are just going to wait. Right. Um, same thing with men's physique. There was like about the same. There was like 10 or 12. Um, I think people are still going to wait. So I do understand, but I think it would, it'll, it's going to take a little bit of time before you actually see these new pros competing. Unless there are, my, I don't know, unless there's some like amazing psycho freak that this genetic freak out there that's a monster that could step on a pro stage immediately. But we don't really see that too often anymore nowadays. <laughs> That's true. It's rare. And then even the guys that do, like Steve Kuklo, who could have definitely done the Europa in Dallas, they still don't. You know, so it's not. Um, it's it's you. It's very rare to see a guy get his pro card and then compete at a show later that year. Right. But let's hear from uh, Keith Williams. This is Mister Second Place himself. Um, you know, with six of them. So let's see what Keith has to say. If he agrees with us, disagrees, or what he's got to say. Here's Keith Williams. Okay, I am here uh, with Keith Williams. Basically, when I thought of, uh, when I heard about the rule change, about uh, the second place, all the second place winners at the classes at nationals getting their pro card, uh, the first name that came to mind with Keith was Keith Williams. And uh, Keith, you know why, because uh, what you've got second place, <laughs> this is this is six or seven times. 
I think it's six times. Uh, <laughs> You're losing count. It's getting to so many. I lost count. <laughs> to be honest, I lost count. So, you so, know, it's so I, I, heard, I heard about this thing. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I heard about this thing, and literally the first thing went through my mind before I even thought of like how I felt about it was, damn, now Keith Williams has got to be kicking himself. He's got to be pissed right now. <laughs> yeah, just a little pissed off about it, you know. But you know, uh, it's 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 frustrating to hear, you know. It's frustrating to hear, you know, what was what's now taking place, and you know, but it is what it is, and you know, you know, and somehow I think when I first seen it, somebody said, you know, well, Keith won on one night forms. Keith Williams got to be awful tips about it, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course I am. You know, I mean, you know, I've done this and have put my heart and soul into the sport to lose by one, two, whatever points. And we run her up a whole bunch of times, and you know, frankly, the entire the entire call the bridesmaid. But now, that's not going to anything anymore because the bridesmaid is now going to be a pro. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, I, I was thinking about it. Like Dave Plumbo, if you remember, he got second place to uh, I think Tony Fr- and uh, Darrell yep. Darrell Terrell uh, got second a few times. There's a, there's a yep. long list of guys who um, who I mean, like Tony, for example, uh, Dave and. Uh, uh, Daryl Daryl Terrell did not uh, are not pros now as a result of that. Yep, exactly. You um, know, so I mean, again, it's just not me. Think about how all those guys feel, how those guys feel now that now you can be, you know, a runner up and be a pro now. Well, I know Dave's. You know, Dave obviously is not competing anymore. I think uh, Daryl may compete again, but I know Dave is done. So I mean, he looks back and you know, in a way, you know, his whole life could have been uh, different. I mean, it is what it is, right? But and his yeah. life is successful. But I mean, it, it could have taken a very dramatically different path if things were uh, what they are now. Then, so uh, yeah. same with you. Same with you. I mean, you could yeah. be a pro for a few years now. Yeah, exactly, and that's you know, and that's the frustrating thing is that you know, I obviously you know I'm getting you know I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to uh, you know I'm getting ready to uh, compete for you know for my pro card this year, but again, it's one of those things where when you see this, you know, the the, the prestige title and me and Robbie Brand actually just had a conversation about you know what I was going to do as far as the show is concerned, and now I see this out there. You know, and it's, you know, people ask me, what do I think of this, that, why this is happening? It's because the sport of bodybuilding is starting to get watered down with not enough competitors, you know, and, and now, and now they need more competitors because, you know, think about it, Kai and Phil and Jay, you know, and, you know, these guys are not competing at the big shows anymore, but competing at only, or it's not competing at the small shows anymore, but only competing at the big shows. Right. You know, so, you know, they need more bodybuilders. You know, sure. I mean, if you think about it, look at the New York Pro, what's going on this year. You have all the new upcomers, you know, Sean, or not new upcomers, because some of you guys, like Sean, have won their pro card at National Nationals and stuff like this, but Steve and, and Jason and, you know, and all these guys, all these young guys, and, you know, Juan, all competing that's the New York Pro. You know, uh, you can call that the, uh, the New York the New York Pro rookie show as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. There's more young guys competing at that show because, you know, the Kai's and the Evans and those guys are not competing at, you know, that show anymore. Yeah, and there are, there are a lot of shows now this year, Keith. If you look at the schedule, I'm pretty sure that there are more pro shows this year than there have ever been ever, in any year ever before. So there's a lot of well, events. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, you know, and, you know the bodybuilders, the bodybuilders are 
the bodybuilders are now the bodybuilders are now you know putting on their own shows and, and this and other so you know of course you know now with that being said how do you fill these venues you know do you have to fill in with now the younger guys and if you have two guys at you know USA's nationals and Lord knows they may do it at North Americans you know at some point in time getting a pro card then you know now you can fill up venues even more for the following year the problem is my question is as, more, as, as much as these shows are coming out you know how is the payday on them? You know, so now are guys going to, you know, work their butts off and, and, you know, do all these things and you get ready for a show for a $5,000 payday, you know? And that's why you don't see Phil or Jay or anybody, come on, let's be honest, doing these shows anymore because, you know, they're not big, they're not big payday shows for them at all. That's true. You know, so they decide to do the Olympia, they decide to do the, they decide to do the, the, the Olympia, they decide to do the Arnold, you know, and now those guys are not, you know, they'll win the, you know, besides Blanche, some of these guys won't even do the Arnold anymore. They'll jump into the mix because they're trying to peak for what? The Olympia because that's the golden paycheck. Right. Now you have, and, and, and now more than ever, I don't even understand this because it's more confusing because the Olympia qualifications are even different now. Right. So it's harder to get into the Olympia now. So, you know, why are they doing what they're doing? I think from a promoter standpoint, like somebody said, is great because they can make more money because now, I mean, think about Nationals last year. There was, what, 900 competitors at the show? Right. You know, and USA is supposed to be a, a crazy number this year. You know, North Americans turned out a pretty good number. So all these athletes are now saying, why the hell am I going to this show to compete where when I think they said I was watching the mega mega ball jackpot lottery thing is <laughs> the champion of one in a one in a hundred and seventy six million or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's the same thing in this sport. You know, I mean you only have three opportunities, honestly, to get a pro card if you're me. And that's why people think, well, you know, he's crazy to do three shows in a row. Well, I'm taking my chances at it. I lose USA's and get second. Now, hopefully, at North Americans, you know, you know, you you battle it out with somebody like Juan or Abbas again, you know, and hopefully the likeliness of getting your pro card there will be better. Then if you don't do it there, do you wait a whole other year? Right. Or do you think you have enough in your tank to do national? You're, you're playing You're like, playing the odds. You're playing the odds. You're playing the odds. You know, you're playing the odds. And sometimes they suck because sometimes your tank runs out of gas but as far as I'm concerned the reason why I did it is because I thought I go well if I stay in front of the judge's eyes and I keep working my ass off at least I'll be rewarded off of that and now they're rewarding you know you know now that you know now that this all happened now they're starting to do that and reward these guys based off of saying you know what you got two super heavyweights are pretty damn close to each other like me and Jason were, were uh, one year you know there could be two pretty good pros, but yet you give it to a guy in a lower class that really is not going to do nothing with his pro card. You know, how is that better in the sport? Right. Let me ask you, Keith, in your opinion, now let's take you out of the equation. Let's just make you a yep. bodybuilding fan instead of a, a guy who is yep. potentially going to benefit from this thing. Um, do you think that this is a good thing for the sport? Um, do you, are you for this? If if, it, if, they, if Jim Mannion called up you, if he said, Keith, what should I do? Should I add a card or not? Would you have said yes or no? I would have said no. No. I would have said no because, again, you know, again, my conversation would be just like, okay, so uh, I work my ass off to get to get my pro card, and now, you know, my whole thing is, you know, my question is, you, you have... 
you have how many however many weight class they are, and those guys all get their pro cards. They battle it out for overall title. Right. And and, and the guys who come in second, you know, who are the bridesmaids, now are getting a pro card too. What makes what makes what what I don't understand what makes the sport so special anymore. So you're saying you, you think it's strange that these guys who aren't even fighting for the overall, they're basically, they got second and their day is over. These guys who go up there for the overall, they're getting the pro cards too. So it seems strange that the guys are not even competing for the overall. They've already got their pro cards and they're leaving. Exactly. You know, they're leaving. I'm out of here. I got my pro card. And when these guys are still on stage battling for an overall title, you know, again, you know, I don't, you know, as a fan, I would say where's the prestige and, you know, being a, a runner-up in anything. You know, I mean, what, you know, I mean, when's the last sport, you know, where the guy came in second, you know, <laughs> was, you know, was, was granted a pro card or was honored for coming in second place. That's true. As you know? Keith Williams, the lifelong athlete, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? No, you know, I you know, I mean, that's like, you know, me, you know, I've played second in, I don't know how many track meets, second in how many football games, but <laughs> there can only be one champion, right. you know, and that's the bottom line, you know, as far as pro cards are given out, you know, I think the same rules will apply, but, you know, I think if you ask my opinion as a fan or as a competitor, I think because the opportunities are less for athletes to get their pro cards, you know, when I can see a certain, you know, certain things like physique, you know, women's right. physique or men's physique because it's a new sport, right. you know, and they're trying to get their classes filled up with good competitive athletes that you give out or fitness where the sport may be dying a little bit. You want to give out a one or two extra pro cards out in those classes. But bodybuilding's been around since, you know, since the day of time. So why change it? Why change something now? You know, yeah. that's my question. Yeah. So now I, you want to give out some pro cards? It makes you know, It doesn't make sense. You, you know, you're, the analogy for you, for an athlete, you played in the NFL, so it's it's like two teams go to the Super Bowl. The guy, the team that loses, they don't get a Super Bowl ring, too. You know, only the champions no, get the Super Bowl ring. Here's your ring for participating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They don't have that. It's like no. <laughs> so you know, it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. You know, and I just think you know, it just takes the prestige off of you know, you know. I mean, I can and I can easily be one of those guys who's like, oh, this is great now. But you know. Even in the situation I am, you know, in God's will that I'll turn pro finally this year, you know, whatever show I decide to do, um, that, you know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be, oh, well, you know, you got, even if I do lose and, and I come in second, it's like, I'm still the bridesmaid. Who cares about right. the big, you know, I'm, you know, I told Dennis James said something to me, he's like, well, you know, I know you want to find the most popular bodybuilders out there, you know, as an amateur, you know, and I go, but I'm still the bridesmaid. Who wants to be that? Right, you know, true. <laughs> and that's the bridesmaid being the second place. You know, I don't want to be that anymore. I want to be the guy who who is who is the winner. And some guys maybe you know, I maybe I'm speaking abroad, but some guys may be comfortable with that. But you know, I know I'm not being in the situation that you know, even if they would have did it back in the day, I you know, I'm a competitive guy, so I still want to win. So um, that's just me, Keith. Before I let you go, give us a quick Keith Williams update. How is your training going, and uh, what is the? I know you. You just said when you decide which show you're doing. So I'm assuming we're not going to get an announcement today. But tell us how your uh, how your season's going so far. <laughs> you know, you know, Aaron. We talked last year in Nationals, and you know, you know, a whole bunch of things went wrong. Uh, 
uh, as far as my prep and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, Oscar's a great guy, but I think, you know, we are off a little bit. Um, my training this year has gone unbelievable. Um, you know, keeping my weight down this year to uh, 275, not going higher than that. We're going to come in leaner, more shredded this year. Um, you know, I'll just be honest, and what some people want to know, you know, I, you know, I talked to Robbie, you know, and I plan on doing USA championships because I think that's where I want to, you know, you know, get my pro card and finish my career at. And, you know, and I uh, hope there's, you know, somebody out there who, you know, and I'm sure there is who want to step up and challenge me to, you know, to knock me off that thing. But, you know, I think the game plan of working with Dave Callick, Kalick with my diet and my nutrition and working with my brother Stan, who's doing, you know, my training and my part of my nutrition too, that the game plan that we have coming into this year's, uh, you know, USA is going to be a completely a lot different, you know, than I have been in the past. Not coming in as heavy, uh, coming in more lean and conditioned like I did in, uh, I think, 2010, uh, where I was more like 245 or 245, 246, and, you know, and see where the cards fall. Um, quick question before I let you go. So 245 yeah. is what we're looking at. You you weighed in at what, 257 or something last year or somewhere around uh, there? Nationals, I was 260. 260. So so this will yeah. be a different, yeah. this will be a totally different uh, Keith Williams we'll be seeing at the USA's in Vegas. Yeah, you know, Nationals, you know, in 2010, I was like 
I were to be at like, you know, Team Universe, for example, and as a woman, you know, as a bikini competitor, I play second. And that's how I turned pro. Nothing against the women who have done that and those girls that have done that. Um, I, I think it would bother me personally to say that I got my pro card by placing second because that still doesn't mean I was the best in the class. I like to know I'm at least the best of my respective group of girls. Um, so I think it's still okay. Um, and I think, you know, obviously people aren't going to turn them away. But um, there are, I think, some pretty prideful and rightfully so competitors out there that um, would be second but still kind of be like, man, it sucks and I got a pro card, but there was still somebody else who was better than me. Um, it's nice to know that you're at the top and that's why you were awarded for it because now they're awarding only the top people to go to the Olympia. Right. Um, you know, unfortunately, now they're going to award one and two. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. Like you said in the beginning, I wasn't sure about it. I was like, I don't really know. But as you know, first instincts, you're like, what the hell is this? Right. But as you start to think about it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. So, all right, well, Christina, let's go to commercial break, and we'll be back. We'll talk about how to work a booth or how to how to get invited to work a booth. I suppose would be more appropriate. So, we'll yeah. be back in three minutes or so. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do; it's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise. Up to the minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. And the next thing on our list, getting right back to our topics for the day, is I want to work a booth. And like I said before, Christina, this is one of the most common emails that I get messages on Facebook is girls, mostly girls. There are definitely, I definitely get some from guys, but mostly girls saying they want to work a booth at the Arnold or at a show. You know, how do they, how do they get in contact with people? Or do I know somebody for them to, uh, to get in contact with to work a booth? So my first tip 
Um, you know, first of all, I usually don't unless I know. Uh, I guess almost never do I do I get people booth work unless a friend of mine who works at a company asks for somebody, and then I don't go out looking for. It. I usually know somebody that I can call and say here I put two people together but if it's just somebody random and they want to know how to how to get in touch with somebody to get a job to work a booth the first thing is you gotta you gotta get a list of companies companies that are gonna be at the show and you know there's some usual suspects right that will be at all the shows and I, I wouldn't by the way just for for reference for people listening don't contact Gaspari or something because they have people that are gonna work their booths because they have a ton of sponsored athletes so like you call Gaspari and tell them you wanna work their booth the, your chances are very slim of getting a, a, getting that opportunity unless you know somebody over there I guess that's <laughs> that's probably the number one thing know somebody because if you know somebody then, then, you're, then you're. <laughs> if you know somebody then you're probably not asking this question in the first yes, place yes, no I, I will agree with the very big companies like that just speaking you know I I've sponsored by Optimum Nutrition and I've been at you know ever since I've been under contract I've been at the Olympias and the Arnolds and and such and there was one year that um, we did actually bring on outside models to work the booths and um, unfortunately it was a hot mess and yeah. a lot of times that does happen no offense to girls that are out there there are models or just want to come and work a booth and you're not sponsored um, things didn't mesh well they were rules broken a lot of times other companies have been burned by outside girls or guys that they bring in that aren't under contract mm-hmm. it's better um, for those big huge companies when there's a lot more liability um, if they just use their you know their their usual sponsored athletes instead of you know hiring outside people for a few bucks when they're gonna get these people essentially for free because they're already under contract. So definitely, like you said, be realistic. Don't go with the, the the big, huge, you know, one, two, three companies because they're they're probably unfortunately going to turn you down. Um, so my tip, and I absolutely, and my tip would be find the marketing director. So what you need to do is you go to the website of the company you want to work for, and you email them their contact me. Look for the marketing director. The first thing is, can I get the email address of your marketing director? Because that's the one who's going to make the decisions for these type of things. When you find the name, you email them and you give yourself a little description of who you are, what you'd like to do for them, uh, maybe a little bit about your contest history, but mostly about yourself, and then include some pictures. You know, put your Facebook link, stuff like that, um, and, and basically try to sell them through the email. Now, there's a good chance you won't get any response. Um, so you have to try several or a, even a bunch and uh, let them know that what you're looking for. And one of the good things is if you do get the opportunity to work for them, do your best. I mean, impress the shit out of them um, learn about the products so you're not just going there to be a pretty face so when you go there this could turn into a potential sponsorship deal uh, or uh, an affiliation that you could build into something that's definitely if they like you and you know the products they're going to use you again if they use you again and again before you know it now you've got contacts and you could possibly got a, uh, a sponsorship deal Absolutely. On top of contacting a marketing director, when you're trying to get that information, see if they have a, um, for example, at Optimum, we have a, our athletes manager is also our trade show manager. So um, a lot of times big companies, they may have a, someone who just handles trade shows and athletes. And um, that's another person that you could talk to if, you know, the marketing director is too big or creative director, you know, they've, they've got too much going on also try to see if there's maybe a smaller position that works with the trade shows um especially if you're looking for the arnold or the olympia or maybe a big excuse me a big europa um another thing is too is look through facebook through um maybe you know you you like to work at um the olympia next year 
right? Or maybe, you know, the, the Arnold just happened. Look through your friends. Look through, you know, obviously with, with Twitter and with, with Facebook, there are other smaller companies that, you know, maybe your friends or other people you're friends with online have worked for that aren't the BSN, the Optimum, the, you know, the, the Gaspari. They're, they're not those companies. And also remember, you don't just have to work for a supplement company. It can be clothing. It could be a doctor's office that is there. It could be some sort of, you know, a skincare line. Um, you can also work your way with those booths as well, where they're sure. going to pay for everything, and they don't necessarily need 50 athletes to come and work. They just need a handful of pretty girls, and if they've got a bikini line or a clothing line or, you know, uh, tanning, you know, Jantana, Protan, Liquid Sunrays, those type of companies, they do set up booths as well. Um, so don't only uh, keep yourself tunnel visioned into thinking that you're going to have to work for a supplement company because everybody is sending their info to those people. Very few people think that Liquid Sunrays may have a booth at the Arnold and they, you know, may want a few models that look different than the current girls that they have, if you're a girl. Right. So it's something to think about too. I agree. So that's some good tips to get you guys started if you want to work a booth. Working the booth itself, you know, may uh, you may love it or may be a disappointment. Uh, Christina, you could probably give a, uh, a little view on what it's like to work a booth for the Arnold or for a, one of these shows. Because I, I never have. I've I've stood at the booth at booths for hours, but I've never been, been like somebody to set it up and be there the entire time. And, and it's work. It it's busy. You know, a lot of people are under the impression that it's going to be fun and you know, all these people and you're going to have like it is fun for sure. And you will meet a lot of people, but you're actually going to work your ass off because you're working eight or ten hours straight. However, I got my first magazine spread a Muslim performance, the, the magazines that's through uh, Vitamin Shop, because I was standing and working hard at a booth and someone walked by, the, the editor walked by and saw my photos and said, oh, we like your look. Here's my card. And they flew me out to California and I did my first magazine spread just because I was standing there working hard and I looked happy to be there. Um, so that's another thing. It's hard work, um, but you have to have fun. Another thing too is a lot of times if you go on the forums, for example, like RX and sometimes even Sioux Country, like they will have... Um, uh, companies and sponsors that are saying, hey, we're going to have a booth set up at the Arnold. Uh, if anyone's interested, here's where you send your info. So once the shows start coming around, check the forums because sometimes um, the users or members of the forums on, on, on RX, for example, may post something that they're looking for girls. So always keep your eye out for little things like that and build relationships that way too. Um, I completely agree. The next story on our list is not a happy one. Uh, Bob Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy, is the owner of Muscle Mag, and I started Muscle Mag. Uh, 35 years ago, I believe. Um, um, yeah, third, something like that. 1974, he started this. Um, he uh, is married uh, with five kids, and he is currently dealing uh, with terminal lung cancer. Yeah. And uh, it's never, that's never, you know, we deal with, unfortunately, we've heard a lot of cancer stories lately. Um, and uh, Robert Kennedy is one hell of a guy and really a, um, an icon in the fitness field. You know, he uh, he has not just Muscle Mag, he also has Reps, which people I'm sure have seen, Oxygen, which is a very popular women's magazine, American Curves, Maximum Fitness, and even Eating Clean, which I've never seen before, but six titles he has. And, um, you know, he, I don't, have you met him before? Have you met Bob Kennedy before? I've not formally met him, no. I got a, I got a picture with him that I, I'm going to write a little article about this. You know, I hope, I hope that, um, 
you know, I hope that you know it's just it's terrible because he's you know the kids and the wife and it's got to be tough. And I and I'm hearing you know that he's really really sick right now. So more than anything, this is just to to let people know to put uh, Robert Kennedy and his, fa- and his family in their thoughts. You know, because the, the guy is, uh, has done a lot for bodybuilding, and and I really have never heard anybody say a negative thing about him. And in our industry, that's very rare. Oh, 100% agree. I've only heard great things about him, and I know Michael has only said great things about him, too. So we definitely wish um, him and his family well through uh, through this tough time, for sure. Also, you know, he's one of the now, he's one of the very rare, I mean, in the magazine industry, in our deal, in our, in our, in our industry, uh, in bodybuilding and fitness, uh, corporations have taken over. You know, Flex Magazine, obviously, is not owned by Joe Weider anymore. Um, uh, so... The fact that Steve Blackman obviously owns Muscular Development, he's in charge, and Robert Kennedy, both of these guys, lovers of bodybuilding, they're huge fans of the sport. So, you know, the fact that we may lose, I mean, eventually we'll lose uh, Robert Kennedy, one of the only, the very few people left on this planet that uh, that are still running the magazines themselves with a love of bodybuilding is, uh, you know, a sad thing just in itself. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's tough, for sure. So the next story on our list and our last story of the week is the Masters Olympia is returning. Uh, Christina, you probably don't remember um, the last Mr. Uh, Masters Olympia was Don Youngblood, which was many years ago. You ever heard of him? I have heard of him. However, that was before my following bodybuilding years. So uh, I do not. I, I know the name I know of him but that specific time was before me 10 years ago uh, Don Youngblood won in in 2002 he won the Masters Olympia and at the time when you win the Masters Olympia it also qualifies you to do the real Olympia and uh, he beat Vince Taylor that year I remember seeing him he was a monster I remember I met him a few times and unfortunately he died of a heart attack uh, uh, well before his time Uh, he owned a big trucking company and uh, he was one of the rare bodybuilders who was uh, independently wealthy and did it as a hobby and that hobby and passion turned into a a, a pro bodybuilding uh, career I guess you'd say or almost like a pro bodybuilding hobby and uh, the guy was just one hell of a guy and that was our last Mr. Olympia Masters Olympia champion fast forward 10 years uh, Jarko Lori, who uh, you remember obviously from uh, Miami the Miami uh, what were they? What was the name of it? They call it Return of the Legends, but it was actually the World Pro Masters Championship. Yep. Jarka is back again in December to promote the Masters Olympia in Prague. Um, wow. Which, yeah, in December, so it's going to be a cold Prague December Masters Olympia. Um, I got to tell you, I'm excited about this. You know, I'm excited. Uh, I think that it's going to be, it's very cool that the, that the, uh, the IFBB gave her the ability to promote a Masters Olympia again um, since it's been gone for a while. No, I think that's a, it's a good idea, though. I think it'll draw some attention. I think so, too. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, this hasn't really come out totally and been announced yet officially. It will be later on in the week, probably Friday. Um, but... You know, people will probably say, oh, you know, the, this is Jarka had promised paying her athletes at the last show. But the truth of the matter is she paid everybody and she paid them with interest, you know. So I don't right. think anybody can really say anything about it. She did what she promised she was going to do. You know, things uh, for a promoter who spends that kind of money, you know, which she and I and I have the actual records to prove it. You know, Jarka spent, you know over half a million dollars on this thing and uh, the fact that she was able to do that and spend that kind of money and when you're putting that kind of money up and you're doing a promotion a show that big sometimes things happen and you know she had some 
unexpected expenses and promoter the uh, some of her um, people that she worked with didn't provide the money that they were supposed to and things didn't happen exactly as she planned but in the long run she did what she is supposed to do and I'm very happy anybody who loves bodybuilding that much um, that she's willing to do this again uh, and to go through what she did to do another show like this it's got to be a good thing well and I think people respect her definitely for that and it's not as if people are not going to do her show because of something like this if anything people are probably a little more inclined to do her show because they know that um, you know she is the woman of her word and she'll follow through and and then some because she added the interest to the to the contest winning so I think that's great now that it's now that it's the Masters Olympia title do you think that we're going to see any different or new competitors on this list in December Maybe. I don't know how many more, though. It's the same prize money. It's in Prague. I'm assuming she'll fly all the competitors there like she did for Miami. Do you think now that it's Masters Olympia and that she has one of these shows under her belt, obviously everybody knows now that it's going to happen. If it's on the list or when it's officially on the list on Friday and they announce the prize money, which I believe will be the same, it's, I feel like it's going to be a little different because now, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty with this show. You remember beforehand, I mean, um, a lot of people weren't positive that it was going to happen, that there was going to be this money. You know, now that it, it's pretty like set in stone, people believe that it's going to happen. Do you think that they'll attract other guys? I think it could. I, I, I don't I know it's kind of a obscure uh, location. <laughs> right, but uh, I think it could still attract a different, uh, maybe some of the same guys, but some guys maybe coming out of the word work that we didn't expect. Yeah, you think? Maybe, maybe I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to think of who didn't do it this year that might do it. You know, Dennis James could come out of retirement for this thing. Um, there's enough money in there. You know, uh, I know she would love to have Ronnie do it. You know, she was saying that she would love to have Ronnie do it. Um, I'm trying to think of the top guys. Who is going to be 40? Um, I think Branch might be 40 by then. Um, Jay is, I think Jay's 38. Maybe he's 39. Maybe he'll even be 40 by then, by December. I'm not sure. I know, I'm know. i pretty sure Branch will be. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else, Christina? Will Victor Martinez be 40 by then? I, I think so. I would right. think right. Uh, I- I don't know. I think he's 39. So I'm. I'm oh, maybe. There may be a, a few new guys in that list. You know, uh, Johnny Jackson is 40, so he could do it if he wanted to. I mean, there's a there's a good little list. I mean, I don't know if she's flying people out there. It might be um, it might be quite a big show. I know I want to go out there. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll do Prague in December. Sure, why not? You what know, the heck? I'll go anywhere, Christina. I, I, I know you'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. We tried to pimp ourselves out for FIBO last week, so. Yeah, I know. If anybody wants to bring us to FIBO, it's still an open offer. We'll go. We'll go. <laughs> still an open offer. I wanted to go to this body power thing. You know, um, I, I had a little some some interest in going to body power. Um, and unfortunately, body power is on the same weekend as something else. Um Maybe Junior USA's or something, which I got, which I'm covering. Everything it's tough. You got to find weekends now. There's not a lot of open weekends left. Uh, I will say there is a chance. I don't know if we have any listeners from here um, uh, that listen to our show, but um, it looks 
there's a there's a possibility that I will be doing a tour in South Korea down in Seoul, South Ooh. Korea, in uh, sometime this summer, possibly June or July. So if we have any listeners that are in South Korea, tell me. Um, there's actually a gym out there that has like double life size photo decals all over their gym uh, mirrors of uh. myself. So I've seen I've seen pictures. So uh, uh, that's one place that I may be going. But it's not it's not a bodybuilding show. There's no show out there. However, that's another uh, trip I may be heading on. That'd soon. be cool. That'd be very cool for I'm assuming for optimum nutrition, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that'd be very cool. I will go there too. Tell them if they want to bring me. I'll go. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'll get I'll get in trouble at this. I couldn't hand I couldn't handle you uh, on a on oh, a. We would have a oh, great time. We would. Yeah. I would make you do all kinds of uh, stuff you probably wouldn't want to do. I'd make you go see the the countryside and do goofy <laughs> videos and eat all um, the eat all the weird food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd send you home or something. Uh, um, I I can tell you, Darielle's not liking all the all the traveling. We might we might be going to. Uh, well, I don't know if it'll happen, but we were supposed to maybe go to Brazil, and uh, Darielle wasn't liking that. So when the baby comes out, I'm gonna have to limit this uh, to just the minimum stuff no volunteering so if you want me now for the uh me and christina to come to uh fibo this is a good time because you know no guarantees in the future my schedule is open yep all right christina (laughs) that's it for access bodybuilding this week um it was a good show it was a pleasure christina as always as a pleasure um you want to give your information in case they want to call you contact you call me anyway i gotta get my digits out on access i don't know how i feel about this give them all your phone numbers please (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's shoot me an email, Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at rxmuscle.com. And uh, we'll be getting some more listeners on Muscle Girls. So any questions that you want to ask live on Muscle Girls, Muscle Girls Inc. at rxmuscle.com. This week, we have Chris Morrell on uh, IFBB. Uh, well, she turned pro at the 09 Nationals as a heavyweight bodybuilder. And actually, she's switching to women's physique and lost about 30 pounds of muscle in the process. So we've got her on uh, as she gets ready for the Grand Prix in uh, California in about two weeks. So that's my info. Yep. And for me, email me at Jubaka, B-A-C-C-A at rxmuscle.com. Follow me at Twitter, at sign Aaron Singerman. I'm approaching 3,000. Me and PJ are um, are going to be racing soon once we get a little closer to 3,000. So if you want to help me out, don't follow PJ. Or if you're following him, don't follow him anymore and then follow me at, at sign Aaron Singerman so that I can win the race, please. You guys are like two 10-year-olds, I swear. <laughs> I did swear. You, did you see the video? where I measured my arm and I called him out to see what, you know, for him yeah. to tape it up. Yeah. yeah. People, people love that video. Um, so, yeah, and not that I think I'm going to beat PJ, but uh, anything to get to drum up some publicity. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 very good. I think I'm up to 7,000 fans on my fan page, which, uh, which is good, and I'm at 2,400 uh, followers on Twitter, so wow. I'm getting... Don't be, don't be, you might be trying to get a, get ahead of me. I don't, I don't want follow that. Follow me, follow me, don't post <laughs> or PJ I post bikini pictures so oh. hey, I got some TNA over here Aaron Singerman ain't got shit on me I'll post some bikini pictures it won't be my bikini pictures I'll post some shit um, <laughs> alright that does it now it's getting it. ridiculous that's it uh, Christina that's it it was it was a pleasure not, not as much lately but it was a pleasure earlier earlier it was good um, that's it for Excess Bodybuilding today talk to you all and you Christina next week Peace out. Peace out.